Well, praise the wonderful name of Jesus, everybody. Hello, this is Pastor Mark A. Stroud, and I thank you for joining me for another episode of Kingdom Rock Radio. Well, on today's broadcast, we're going to start a whole new season of messages. This season, the Lord is telling us to move forward. And that's exactly what he's telling you to do, my friend. We have to move forward. So we're going to be talking about that and some hindrances to our moving forward on today's broadcast. Now, don't forget to go to our website at www.kingdomrock.org. You'll find today's message and a whole lot more right there at kingdomrock.org. And become our friend on Facebook. We'd love to have you there. Also, join us on Instagram, Twitter, and we're just all over the place. So check us out. We'll be glad to connect with you. Well, let me finally introduce today's message. It is subtitled, What's Holding You Back? We're going to find out in just a few minutes. So stick around. Well, as you know that at the first part of the year, the Lord gave us a theme for the year. Still a little bit too loud. Turn down, please. Okay. He gave us a theme for the year uh, entitled Pursue, Overtake, and Recover All. I'm so thankful that you guys are staying in a loop there. Praise the Lord. Pursue, Overtake, and Recover All. And here we are at the middle part of the year. This is the first Sunday in June. I know that because cake is on the menu today. And the calendar, of course, yeah. But as I was seeking the Lord for a word for you today and really, really praying for you, really, really uh, praying for our families, um, really just interceding and fasting before the Lord. And even this morning, I, I asked, I mentioned to my wife, I said, I, I have a word, but I'm not sure about this. So I began to continue to seek them, seek the Lord. And then a few moments uh, ago, maybe about 30 minutes ago, while I was in my office um, uh, preparing to come down here uh, and stand before you today, the Lord just confirmed it in my heart. Yes, that's the word. Yes, 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 yes. I said, thank you, Lord. I just want to be sure. I always want to be sure before I stand before God's people. Amen. So I thank you guys once again for carrying on in service. Amen. Amen. Praise Jesus. All right, so for this portion of, for the remainder, I'm not sure how long this will be, but now the Lord is saying our theme has changed from pursue, overtake, um, recover all. Our theme has changed to move forward. Move forward. And everything that we'll be talking about in this next series of messages will have somewhat of that theme. Move forward. Advance. And this is a quick thing. Go quickly. Go quickly. And this moving forward has to do, just for a moment, it has to do with a desire. There must be a desire. There must always be a, a goal, a target, a aim, something that you are striving for. If there is no goal, target, aim, something you're striving for, well, then you'll stay in the same place. There must be something else ahead of you, something that has grabbed your attention, that has caused you to pause, something that has caused a, a great longing in your heart. God says, move forward. 
And as long as you stay with God, you'll find that He will change the desires of your heart to meet His heart. So He will actually give you God-shaped desires to fill your heart. And it is those desires that He says, I want to feel, and I'm telling you now, uh, to move forward, to advance. Move forward to advance. So this is the major theme over the year or over this season of time. And, and, and listen, I'm not saying that this is something that is going to happen or God's going to say this. I'm not even saying that this begins today. I'm telling you, you're already in it. It has already begun. It's kind of like uh, this day began, what, we say around 6 or 7 when the sun rose this morning, the rooster crowed, cock a doodle the day has begun. The day has begun. It has already begun. So this is the season where God says move forward. And like he did with the children of Israel there in the promised land, there was no enemy that was able to stand before them. None. They all fell. As long as Israel was obedient. As long as they were obedient, every single enemy fell before them. None was able uh, to stand against them. None. So God says, move forward. So your next question should be, Lord, where am I moving? And even asking the Lord to give you wisdom and how to conquer this new territory that he's placing in your hands. Move forward. So I, I would imagine and I, I, I just know that in the season of time, I would expect more raises. I would expect more promotions. I would expect more advancement. I expect it. But advancement will not come without some form of conflict. Are you hearing? Praise the Lord. So, let's go into the Word of God today. So, our main theme for this season, for this time, and those of you that are listening right now uh, by uh, media, this time is always this time for you. So even if you hear this message a year from now, this time is still this time. This is not an accident nor a coincidence. Are you hearing me? For you and I today, it is this time. And God's telling you and me to what? Move forward. Tell your neighbor, move forward. So again, we're going to have to ask the Lord for uh, wisdom. God, give me wisdom. Give me wisdom. What do I pursue? Give me wisdom. I see the land. Give me wisdom. Give me wisdom. God had to give the Israelites wisdom to take Jericho. Give me wisdom. Although God had already given them the promise, this is your land. This is your land, your territory. He still had to give them wisdom and how to take it. Give me wisdom. Give me favor. Give me the anointing. Give me grace. Whatever I need to advance in this new land. Okay? And let me tell you what the Lord does not need. He does not need us to slack and pull back when he's saying move forward. Okay? Army of God, God is saying move forward. It's time for us to advance. Amen? Turn your Bibles with me to the book of Matthew, Matthew 13th chapter, Matthew 13th chapter. It's time to move forward. So we're asking God to give us wisdom. Give me wisdom. Give me wisdom. 
Wisdom is that applied knowledge. I need to know what to do and how to put this thing in motion. I need to know what to do, who to talk to, who to go to, what to do. I need to know, God, give me wisdom. And he will give you wisdom if you ask him for it. Are you hearing? Matthew 13, and very familiar text of scripture, verses um, 53 through 58. Matthew 13, verses 53 through 58. And we want to speak from the subtitle today of, here's a question, what's holding you back? What's holding you back? Would you ask your neighbor that question? What's holding you back? What's holding you back from fulfilling the dreams? What's holding you back from moving forward? What's holding you back from seeing the manifestation of the promises of God in your life? What's holding you back from receiving the fruit uh, from, the, uh, from your labors? What's holding you back? And today we're going to look at one of these answers today. If you just stay with me, amen. Matthew 13, verses 53 through 58, of the King James Version says this. And it came to pass that when Jesus uh, had finished these parables, he departed thence. And when he was come into his own country, he taught them in their synagogue, inasmuch that, um, that they were astonished and said, Whence hath this man this wisdom and these mighty works? Is not this the carpenter's son? Is not his mother called Mary and his brothers James and Joseph and Simon and Judas? Verse 56, and his, and his sisters, are they not all with us? Whence then hath this man all these things? And they were what? And they were offended in him. Say offended. They were offended in him. Uh, but Jesus said unto them, a prophet is not without honor, save in his own country and in his own house. Verse 58, and he did not many mighty works there because of their what? Because of their unbelief. And, and Mark, you can write this down. Mark the sixth chapter, verses five and six, you'll find uh, the sister verse of this, if you will, the paralleling verse, the same account here, uh, written book of Mark. And says this at the very end. And because of their unbelief, he couldn't do any miracles among them except to place his hands on a few sick people and heal them. And he was amazed at their unbelief. That's on the New Living Translation. He couldn't do it. Mark says he couldn't do it. Matthew just says he didn't do it. Because of their unbelief. Unbelief is simply a lack of faith, a faithlessness, a want of faith. Not enough, a faith deficiency. And we'll see it also means a faith failure. So the question is again, why, uh, or rather, what's holding you back? What's holding you back? Or even we could even say, why can't I move forward? What's holding you back? Or why can't I move forward? But understand, the unbelief has a core. It has a root. And in this text, the root of unbelief is, uh, is that the people were offended. 
This is what caused them not to believe. The Bible says in verse 57, and they were offended in him. They were offended. Why was that? Because they began to question. Now, here is the word of God. Here is Jesus Christ himself, the Messiah, Christ, God in the flesh standing before them. Surely there was miracles and mighty powers and all this was in the body of Jesus ready to explode. Here is right here, you can say, uh, an atom bomb, so to speak, ready to go off with, with the glory of God. And, and everybody in town should have experienced God that day. But they didn't because they were offended in him. Why were they offended in him? Were they offended because of, uh, did he, was he cursing at them? Was he fussing? Was he fighting? No. They were offended in him because uh, seeing the mighty works that he did, they knew that he was probably the Messiah sent from God, but he didn't look like what they expected. He said, well, he said why? This man speaks with such power and authority they were astonished they were in awe they were blown away as the lord pre preached the word as he taught in their synagogue much like we're doing today the lord jesus came up if you will grabbed the mic and preached the word hallelujah and preached the word and preached the word and they were whoa blown away and they saw the anointing and they saw the power they saw the presence of god they saw it but they didn't want to believe it because they were expecting something else they said, isn't he the carpenter's son? In other words, he's not one of the Levite sons. He's not the son of the high priest. He's not the son of uh, one of the influential men. He's just the son of an ordinary carpenter. And don't we know his kinfolk? There's nothing wonderful about him. No, the man is supposed to have this power. He's supposed to be born of a certain lineage. And, and, and surely um, he's supposed to look some other way. This is too simple. So the Bible says they were offended in him because he didn't look like their answer. He didn't sound like their answer. He was the, they, Their answer wasn't packaged the way they thought it was supposed to be. So they were offended. Now understand something. The word offended means here in the Greek it means uh, to put a stumbling block or impediment in the way. To put a stumbling block or impediment in the way upon which another may trip and fall. You ever been walking and someone just threw a banana peel? I'm not sure if you have before. Somebody just threw a banana peel in your way? I hope not. You've seen it done before. Seen it done before. <laughs> Someone just puts something in your way and that causes you to trip and fall. It causes you to stumble, a stumbling block. Or maybe there's someone that puts one of those railroad uh, cross, uh, those railroad ties or railroad blocks or whatever they are. It just puts it in your way and you're not looking and tripping, a stumbling block. What Jesus said or what Jesus did or who Jesus was caused them to stumble. Now who is Jesus? He's the word of God made flesh. And listen, they were not able to receive the power of God. They were not able to receive the promises of God. They were not able to receive the blessings of God because simply they stumbled at the word. They stumbled at the word. They were offended 
because something did not turn out the way they thought that it should. But yet and still, here is a promise of God that is standing right in front of you. And in this season, it is, it is, it is vital for us to tear, to tear down, and we're going to look at this. It's vital for us to tear down our uh, faulty imaginations because we can think it should be like this. And we have a picture of, uh, by this time, I should have 7,000 persons. By this time, I should be living in this type of house. By this time, I should have this type of car. By this time, I should have this type of spouse. By this time, I should have 3.5 children. By this time, by this time, by, by this time, this should be working out and that should be working out by this time. So we have an image. We have a picture of what we think, um, of how we think things should be and how things should look. But then God says, here, what? That, these two don't match up. But yet and still God says, here. But Lord, this, this is not what we have believed for. The Messiah should be pumped up, built. He should be coming out like the Hulk, ready to knock down uh, the, the, the Roman rulers and all of that. No, not him, not somebody meek and mild. He should be a mighty warrior coming in with the sword, ready to break Roman oppression. Not him. Here you are, the Lord says. So they were offended because Jesus did not match up to what they had believed. Think about this as well, that in the children of Israel, we talked about that, we're at the edge of the promised land. They go in to spy out the land. They finally get there and there are giants over there and, and all these cities and all these great people. And the spies came back, 10 of, 10 of the 12 came back and said, we can't do this. These, those people are too mighty. Uh, they're giants over there. We can't handle them. We're like grasshoppers in their sight. And, and we're the same way in our sight. We can't do this. God said, take it. That's your land. Go. I'm with you. But what do they do? We can't. We can't. We can't. Well, what were y'all expecting? Here's the land. What were you expecting over there? What were you expecting to find? Well, some fruit, yeah. Maybe some little tribes to beat with some little, little people. Somebody that wasn't over four feet. Yeah, we could get them real good. What were you expecting to find? Weren't you, weren't you expecting to find some amount of opposition surrounding the blessing? Weren't you expecting something? Oh, we can't do it. So what they had envisioned in their mind did not match up with what it was. Because understand something, the deciding factor in that case is this. God is the other side of the equation. He says, I know you're not strong enough. I know you're not smart enough. I know you're beautiful, but you're, you're not beautiful enough. I, I know you've got education, but you're not educated enough. But I am the other side of the equation. I never meant for you to do this without me. I am the other side. You are my co-laborer. We will work together, the Lord said. You will go and I will go with you. You will go out to fight and I will fight for you. I will fight through you. I will teach your fingers to fight and your hands to make war i will do that god's the other side of the equation 
So they looked in his own hometown. They looked at the man, but they didn't see the God in the man. And that's what caused them to stumble. That's what caused them to stumble in the way. There is a God side of the equation. If you only look to yourself, you'll always come up short. You're going to have to, as a matter of fact, reach out. The Bible says plainly that we are seated with Christ and even in Christ in heavenly places. And Christ is seated at what? The right hand of God. So if we just close your eyes for a moment and use your Holy Ghost imagination. If you are in Christ and Christ is sitting on the right hand of God, then God must be on your what? What is what? Where is he on you with you? He must be there to your left. Is that correct? You can work it out when you get home. So it's like you're going down the road holding your father's hand. Hallelujah. As you go through troubled times and hard situations, just reach out and just hold his hand and say, Father, go with me. Walk with me. Walk with me. Walk with me. These people are getting on my nerves. Walk with me, Lord. Walk with me. Walk with me. Talk with me. I don't understand this. I can't do this. I can't do it. But just walk with me. Walk with me. Walk with me. Because the two of you together will conquer the city. The two of you together will change the world the two of you together are the majority you and God equals the majority never the minority does that make sense to you you're going to hold your father's hand as you go through these times and as you possess the land that God has given to you you're going to do it while you're holding God's hand does that make sense praise the Lord and so I want you to see another verse to another verse of scripture uh, in Matthew 11, verse 6, it says here very plainly, in Matthew eleven six, 6, it says, And blessed is he, I'll allow you just a moment to go ahead and get that. I want you to see this, Matthew eleven six, 6, and we'll probably be hang, hanging around Matthew for just a little bit longer, so you won't have to flip too far. Matthew eleven six 6 says this, And blessed is he, the Lord Jesus speaking here, and blessed is he, Whosoever shall not be offended in me. You are blessed when you're not offended in him. You are blessed when his word does not become an obstacle in your life. Please hear that. God says you're blessed as long as my word does not become an obstacle in your life. Something for you to get around. Something for you to try to go over or go under. You're blessed when you just work with his word. You're blessed when you submit to his word. You say, yes, Lord. You say, yes, Lord. I obey. Yes, I submit to what you are saying. But when you are offended and his word becomes an obstacle, something for you to go around or try to go over or under, God says you're not blessed. The opposite of a blessing is actually a curse. And understand something. When you're trying to go around what God said and, and what God says and what, and what he does is best for you. Are you hearing? It's best for you. Hallelujah. So when we avoid best, you're going to find something other than best. Putting it mildly. Are you, are you hearing me? I want what is best, what God says is best for me. So here again, why aren't we seeing fruit or manifestation? Why aren't we able to move forward? What's holding you back? 
Today we're seeing it is because of offense. Something is there. God has spoken something. And we say, well, I don't understand this. I don't, I, I don't know about it. We begin to rationalize. And when you begin to rationalize his word, you'll understand that it, it doesn't work out because God will say things that you won't understand. He will say some things that you will flat out not agree with. But it is, it is in these times that you'll hear the Lord say, come, let us reason together. Come, let us reason together. Don't harden your heart as Israel did against the promises of God. Don't harden your heart and, and shut down the lines of communication. God says, come on, let's talk about it. Even Mary had difficulty with the promise of God as the angel Gabriel came to her. And, and Mary asked him, how shall this be? Let's talk about it. I don't understand this. Let's talk about it. And even the Lord Jesus, as he was in the garden, uh, began to say, Father, let, nevertheless, let not my will. Don't you say, uh, if it's your will, let this cup pass from me. But if it's not, then that, let not my will, but your will be done. Let's talk about it. Let's reason with it. It's okay to wrestle with God. Just ask Jacob. He wrestled with the angel all night long. God says he's big enough and he can handle your questions. Hallelujah. And he wants you to come to him. Just don't harden your heart. As long as his word is a stumbling block, you won't receive the blessing, the great blessing and the manifestation that you are meant to receive. We've got to say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. And amen. Are you hearing? Why aren't we seeing fruit? Why aren't we seeing manifestation? Why can't I move forward? If we look at Matthew again, Matthew 13. And you'll find there the parable of the sower. The parable of the sower. And you'll see here how, let's go straight to the interpretation Matthew 13, verse number 20 says this. But he that received the seed into stony places, the same is he that heareth the word, and anon with joy receive it. Now understand something. They receive the word of God. The seed is the word. They receive his word in stony places. The stony places talks about the condition of our heart. Stone, stone stone while I'm working in my yard I'm trying to plant things it doesn't come very natural to me it comes more natural to Linda of course but not to me she can grow pretty flowers I can grow brown flowers they just take root and become brown and they sort of wither after time. But as I'm trying to plant grass and other things, I find that I have to rake the rocks out of the way. Because the rocks will prevent the seed from going deep in the ground. There may be some dirt, some soil over the, over the rocks, over the, over the stones, but I know that unless I get those stones out of the way, the seed can't penetrate into the earth and develop deep roots and begin to grow a nice blade of grass. 
Bermuda grass or what have you. I got to get the stones out of the way. I got to get the rocks out of the way so that the seed can penetrate the ground and produce roots and then shoot forth. Here's a person in church, we can say, or someone hearing the word of God who hears it, but there are other ideas, there are other concepts in the heart, stony, not pliable, other notions in the heart that go against what God is saying. And because there are conflicting views, when the word comes forth, it lands on the stony. And but for the moment, we can clap and shout and do a holy dance. Ooh, that's good word, Pastor. Ooh, that's good word. Ooh, that's a good word. Are you hearing? But if the stones are not removed, if the rocks are not removed, when persecution comes because of that word, that word is simply going to just dry up in your heart. It's not going to produce what it needs to. As a matter of fact, let's look at it in verse 21. Yet he, uh, yet hath he not root in himself, but doeth for a while. For when persecution, rather when tribulation or persecution arises because of the word, what word? The word that was just sown. By and by, he is offended. Or immediately he is offended. He loses faith. He has a faith failure. Because the word didn't get in deep because there were too many conflicting arguments. Too many things. Uh, we can, our, our own human experience can conflict with the word of God. What we have believed. No, that's not what grandmama told me. Yeah, I hear what you say, Lord. Yeah, I see it, but that's not how I was raised. We didn't do that. Well, forget your raising and get raised up in the word of God. Are you hearing? His word must be the final word, the final solution. Oh, oh, praise the Lord. Let's move on a little bit further. The word was meant to produce great things and blessings in their lives, but it couldn't because they were offended. Because here again, the word met those contrary thoughts, those contrary views. So we're going to have to deal with the offense in my last few moments here, and I'm closing. We're going to have to deal with the offense. We're going to have to deal with um, the things in us that cause us to stumble at the word of God and not to receive the completed word of God. We have to deal with the offense. One, you can't reason with this offense. You can't negotiate with it. You're going to have to just simply get rid of it. You're going to have to get rid of it. Whatever's in competition with God in your life, get rid of it. In Matthew 5, Matthew 5, verse 29 through 30, it reads like this. The Lord Jesus speaking, he said, If thy right eye offend thee, pluck it out and cast it from thee. For it is profitable for thee that uh, one of thy members should perish, and not that thy whole body should be cast into hell. Verse 30, And if thy right hand offend thee, cut it off and cast it from thee. For it is profitable for thee that one of thy members should perish, and not that thy whole body should be cast into hell. What is offending you? What is offending you? 
What is offending you in life? What is offending you as it relates to the word of God? What is offending you on a daily basis? What, what thing really keeps coming up and keeps tripping you up all the time? What keeps tripping you up? Who keeps tripping you up? What circumstance keeps tripping you up all the time? Until you deal with that offense, you won't really move forward. Something keeps making you angry. Something keeps making you hostile. Something keeps making you depressed. Something keeps making you upset. Until you deal with that offense, you can't fully move forward. Now, I was thinking about this just a while ago. I did not understand that this platform was an example of an offense. There was a stain on that carpet. It offended me. So what did I do? We pulled it up. Thank God for Scott and Kelly. Pulled it up and threw it away. Hallelujah. Now I am no longer offended. It is gone. Praise the Lord. Are you hearing me? Why would I allow this thing to keep preaching to me? Oh, I'm so nasty and ugly. Oh, I'm a discolored spot. And I tell you, Pastor Stroud, you will not get rid of me. The devil is a liar. Rip it up. Cast it from you. Hallelujah. It is better that I have peace while I preach than this thing start yelling and talking to me. And now it's gone. Oh, pastor, but the stage looks so bad now. I rather it look bad than it looked in the thing, you know, praise the Lord. But the carpet is coming, praise the Lord. And I digress. What is offending you? Who is offending you? Who keeps disappointing you and you still keep going on with it, going on with it, going on with it. It's time to pluck it off, time to cut it off, time to cast it out. If you have strength in your body, you do it. I would rather do it myself than to fall again. I can't hear nobody talking to me. Are you hearing me? First, we have to, you can't reason with it. You can just cut it off. Are you hearing? Secondly, we're going to cast down again the contrary imaginations. Second Corinthians 10 verses 3 through 6. We won't get it. won't read it today. But we're going to have to cast down those imaginations and every high thing that, is, that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. And bring into captivity every thought uh, to the obedience of Christ. We're going to have to do with that. We're going to have to renew your mind in the things of God. And not use your experience or worldly knowledge. Don't allow that to supersede what God is saying. Are you hearing? Hallelujah. And again, you're going to have to reason with God. As it relates to him, you have to reason with him. Don't spend your days trying to get out of what he said. Spend your days talking with him. Reason with him. Talk with him. Talk with him. We're going to have to trust in him. God's saying now it is time. It is time for us to work out, to work out of your life the spirit of offense. I know that we are all young people in here. Hallelujah. We're all, we're getting younger, we're getting better. We're getting wiser, we're getting better. We're being our spirit man is being renewed every day. Hallelujah. But our time here on this planet is getting short. 
And I don't have time, you don't have time to mess around with things that offend you. So now you have permission to deal with it. Deal with it. Hallelujah. Deal with it in love, but deal with it. Amen. If you got to do it yourself, then do it yourself. You got to, if you got to pay somebody, then pay somebody. The time is, time is over to beg. I can't beg you and pay you at the same time. Are you hearing? No, no, no. It's time to deal with it. If your house offends you, it's time to fix it. Hallelujah. I did. My front porch offended me. It offended my wife. So what do we do? Went to Home Depot, bought some paint and some tools and some ladders. But you understand, the Lord will help you. But I had to deal with it. It didn't just go away. Offense doesn't just go away. You got to deal with it. You have a choice, and I'm closing here. I really am. You have a choice. You can spend the rest of your days in tension and in stress, or you can finally get some peace. You can finally get some peace. How many of you want peace? I find that the older I get, peace is more important than anything else. Peace, peace, peace. Just give me peace. Peace, peace, peace. But that choice is up to you. Amen. Let's give God a hand of praise. We're done today in Jesus' mighty name. Let's give him praise. Hallelujah. We pray that you are richly blessed by today's message. We would love to connect with you. Just go to our website at kingdomrock.org. You can become our friend on Facebook or follow us on Twitter and subscribe to our YouTube channel and a whole lot more right there at kingdomrock.org. We would love to hear from you. And if you're in the Bremen area, please stop by and join us every Sunday morning. Sunday school is at 9 a.m. and Sunday morning is at 10. Wednesday night, we have what's called Hour of Power. It starts at 6.30 p.m. All are invited. We're located at 180 Helton Road in Bremen, Georgia. Give us a call at 770-537-1933. We would love to hear from you. And if you have a prayer request, by all means, please log on to our website at kingdomrock.org and click on the prayer page. Until tomorrow, remember that Jesus is Lord. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way.